This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 16, Boss Guy Drops Stuff We Like. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Mavic, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Welcome to episode 16 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. We are also your Loot Deviants Anonymous support group. Uh, it is Friday, May 25th, and I am your sponsor and host, Nevik, and I'm joined by my two co-sponsors and or co-joeys, whichever you prefer, from the de- proverbial Dawnforge pouch. Breja, how are you tonight? Hi, I'm Breja. I've been playing Diablo 3 for two weeks now. Hi, Breja. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Just glad to have the game out finally. Yes! In Air 37! Oh, okay. Oh no. I don't no. know what you guys talking about. No, no more Air 37. Too bad. Error 300,008. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. Yeah. And Jen, how are you? I'm surviving. Still breathing. That's been a major achievement here during uh, allergy season. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've been really busy, so I haven't had a ton of time to play, but I did get to play a little bit. That was I know, I've barely seen you on. And be- before we go into emails, um, I just want to let the listeners know that uh, our show will now have a new, I guess you could call it a new segment. We-, we will go a little bit more into detail about what we've been doing now that Diablo 3 is live. People need to know what-, what we've been doing and if we've been getting any cool loot and what we've been doing and getting cool loot. So, <laughs> Brasia, Brasia, what what have you been doing? What have you been up to in Diablo Three? All right, you guys got about an hour. Here we go. <laughs> oh my! Right, is it going to be a story about journey, journey, journey? Oh my goodness! About wow. traveling. We'll go with that word. About traveling with P Dog. Oh yeah, P Dog. P Dog and I have been like <laughs> just tearing up the entire uh, sanctuary. It's been fun. Um, mm-hmm. I just decided that I'd write like little notes every day about what I was doing in the game. I think I'm going to end up just kind of typing it all out for people to read later. But um, just kind of to run down like what I've done. And the day before Diablo 3 came out, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go to bed early. So I went to bed at like 8 o'clock because servers won't be up until at least 3. So I got up at 4, got up, I was able to get in without the error 37 problem on like the 5th f- or 6th try. And then, wow. yeah, I know, I got very lucky. Holy and then God. I played till like 6 o'clock, got ready for work, and went to work. And um, I just kept seeing tweets all day long from people about Error 37, and, you know, servers aren't working, and Blizzard, how could you do this, and how could you not know? Well, I'm like, yeah. you know what? You try your best with everything you do, and you can never, 
I don't think you can ever be really prepared enough for what's going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. we've also seen it that they've got over 4 million people that bought the game or, or at least playing it. So, you know, it's even bit greater than their expectation. So, anyway, it happened. But you know what? By Thursday, it was good. I mean, we, yeah. we really have not had a problem since then. So, I'm, you know... But I spent most of the time working those couple days, so I didn't get a chance to sit there and get frustrated like I'm sure pretty much everybody else was. And I completely sympathize yep. with all of you because I've been in games that have been launched and I'm sitting there going, why can't I get in? I paid for the game, let me in. And, uh, you know, this time I didn't. So, But then Tuesday, yeah. came home, started uh, grouping up with P-Dog. Um, <laughs> he decided that he was going to uh, play a wizard. And I was playing my witch doctor, of course. And so, you know, what you, we did... You mean your puke doctor, right? No. Or, or should I say your LOL doctor? <laughs> My lol doctor. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, actually, we were playing around, and we got up to the Skeleton King, just like, you know, in beta. No no real problems there. Um, then, of course, we continued playing. I, I have to ask you a question. Yep. When you killed the Skeleton King and, and nothing came up on the screen, did you feel weird? No, I was like, should I just go to town? And all of a sudden, it was just like light at the where his um his where throne his was yeah where his throne was and i'm like what the hell is that yeah <laughs> i had no idea what that was and then i then walk up to him and I'm like oh you can go in there wow that's what you were supposed to do next <laughs> yeah we, we both sat there and was like because we had done it so i'm sure plenty of people have been doing the beta done it so many times it was just like the first time like wow we really could do something more <laughs> I, I i don't want to interrupt your 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 portion of this but i i just i i ended up grouping with uh antonio and who else who else joined our game i i oh my goodness somebody somebody's gonna be really upset at me but um and we we killed the skeleton king and i had to blink for a second because there was nothing that said congratulations you have beat the diablo 3 beta and i was (laughs) i was like i was like wait what's going on it was weird. It was like something was just missing somehow, and you're like, "This wait, this isn't right. <laughs> Where is it?" Yeah. And then you remember it's not the main. Yeah, I know. I, I had to pinch myself. I was like, "Oh my god, it's really, it's really real." But yeah, so that worked out great. I know. So, so what else did you do? Oh well, anyway, uh, we continued to play on a little bit more to get more into the first act, find out what was going on. And um, it was fun. Uh, like, we didn't change any of our settings in the games or anything like that, so I had to reopen play and all those things. And people jumping in and out, and uh, it was interesting. Uh, mainly, I ended up turning it off, and so I don't want people to understand out there. I didn't turn it off because of being mean or anything to people. I just um, turned off the, the quick join, mainly because my son kept jumping in right when I was in the middle of, like, bo- fighting bosses you know like bosses or um, oh, yeah. champion packs oh, and then no. all of a sudden it would be like this guy's not dying <laughs> and I'm like what yeah. happened <laughs> and then I get killed uh, most of the time everyone else has been joining like would join like while I'm in the middle of town or something so I've never had that but it was like my son kept doing it because every time he'd see I'm on he'd jump on as quick as he could and I'm like oh no I wasn't ready for it <laughs> so I just like yeah. okay so now that way you know anybody if you want to join up with me or play Go ahead and let me know. You know, if I'm doing something specific, I'll let you know and say that I'm not ready to play or something like that. But most of the time, I, I really will do things. Just like, there's a couple of things we're trying to do, uh, my son and I together. So I just kind of like try to keep that going um, while while he's awake. You know what would be a perfect solution? Well, maybe not 
perfect, but it, it would at least make this situation a little bit better. Mm -hmm. You know how in WoW, when your real ID friends, you, you can do a broadcast message? Yeah. And would, wouldn't yeah. that be awesome if you could do that in Diablo and say, hey, I'm just doing blah, 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 you know? And that, that, that way, you know, the etiquette is there so that, so you don't have to disable your quick join and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know. No, I'm hoping they put something in it. It's like an out-of-office message. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, It'd be exactly. nice to have something like that. You know what else would be great? If we could have, like, whisper windows, you know, separate chat windows. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise someone says hi and then you're you know you're trying to take down the skeleton king so it just gets scrolled away and then you're like wait did someone say something and you have to go back and try to figure out who it was and by then they're thinking you're ignoring them well i have the perfect solution to that if you want to chat with us although you know i haven't i've been slightly guilty of not partaking in this but we do have a mumble server that people can join that way we can talk outside of the game and not miss each other's conversation well that that is unless you go away from the microphone but that's besides the point right. but um yeah that's uh, shatteredstone.mumble.com port 6607 and the password is boltress uh, th all that information is on the website and thank you lantonio for pointing out that i had the wrong server name up there for a long time and didn't realize it uh -oh. oops yeah but hey it's fixed now thank you lantonio <laughs> so brasia yep. how far did you get well that first day we got to the end of Act 1, and uh, I actually, P-Dog and I were joined by Bachu and Ro, mm -hmm. and uh, so basically there were four of us fighting the last boss. I'm not going to say who it is, because I, I was told we're not going to give out spoilers yet, which is okay. Yeah. Well, the game's only been out like a week, a week and a half. Let's give people a minute, you know? <laughs> so I fought that guy, and that guy dropped that loot, and so it was kind of cool. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, the cinematics in between each act are really worth going through the game. It's just it's so much fun, and the story. I thought the story for the whole game was, was well done overall. And uh, you know, basically, I just you know most of my notes would be like that. I spent the next few days going through each act with um, P Dog, trying to get um, you know to, to experience the whole game together. And like when he, I'd be at work still, and he'd get home from school. He'll like try to level his character up um, a bit more and things of that sort. You know, some of the small things that we didn't under, didn't realize when we first got into the game. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I've been playing the beta for how many months, but still, you know, the, the, some of the settings that were there. Mm -hmm. You know, including turning off, uh, t turning on the elective mode. Oh um, yeah, w yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm like, I know you can do it. I've seen people doing it, and it was just, duh. You know, and I, and I know there's going to be people out there going to be like, hey, you're doing a Diablo podcast. How come you didn't know that by now? Oh, dude, okay, relax. Um, I turned it on, and I... Uh, All right, what's, what's the electric <laughs> What is that? No, no. Sorry, I'm just sitting here going, wait a minute, I haven't found that. What it is is it allows you to... Um, you, you know how, as you're just playing the game, you'll, you'll have um, your four different hotkeys, one through four, will, um, Blizzard will, mm -hmm. in the skill UI, you'll have, like, defensive or, you know, like, conjuring. It depends on your class, of course. But it'll have, like, a different category for each one of those, uh, those hotkeys. And elective mode allows you to put any, any skill that you want into any hotkey, regardless of whether that hotkey 
regardless if the skill matches the category. Okay, so it lets you move things around a little bit more. Yeah, and it allows you to say, you know, like, say you need two defensive abilities, that you can you can do that. In, without elective mode, you would you would have to pick one or the other. But with elective mode, you can use them both, which I do with my wizard, because you kind of need it once you get past normal. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you discovered elective mode. Yeah, and also the quick join and, and just a few of the other... Um... Do I dare ask what kind of build you're going with right now with your with your lol doctor? <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to rename him after what my son called him. We're, we're running through Act 2, and uh, I'm sitting there just throwing spiders out at everything and getting, you know, spiders jumping around the screen, killing mobs left and right. And my son turns around and he goes, Dad, it is so annoying. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, all I keep hearing is, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Forget it. He's the Scream Doctor now, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So I now play the Scream Doctor. <laughs> the Scream Doctor. So so I take it you like the spiders? Um, I did for a little bit, but no, it's not what I'm doing. Um, when I finished uh, all of, let's see. When I finished the final boss in Act 4, I decided to go with... My left click was Firebomb, Roll the Bones, which is so much fun. Basically just throwing fire skulls at everything. And uh, just lots of damage all along the way. And then I do Grasps of the Dead, uh, the Groping Eels, for my mm -hmm. right click, which basically it helps to, to slow everything down trying to run over it. I like that, and it does more damage. Um, then I was basically doing a summoning build. Mm -hmm. Where I had um, summon zombie dogs, final gift, which would drop, uh, like when they they get killed, they would drop uh, health globes, which would help kind of keep me going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very important. Then I did sacrifice with uh, next of kin, which would mean uh, you could sacrifice a dog and or sacrifice all the dogs. They blow up, and they have a 35% chance of popping a new a new zombie dog. Well, I was doing this in the last fight, and I got an achievement for doing it three times in a row uh, where I basically I summoned zombie dogs three times in a row without having to actually cast summon zombie dogs oh neat so yeah so that was fun that it's one of those class specific achievements mm-hmm and then um, I have the gargantuan which would be my restless giant and basically what I can do with it is it starts off in the fight and he'll go in there and He'll basically become this big, huge, giant, humongous gargantuan who just fights, you know, extra, like 20% extra damage, 20% faster attack rate mm -hmm. um, on bosses and mobs. So what I'll do is, like, I'll go into a boss, let him go in there first, let it, that happen, then resummon it, and as you resummon it, it resets that. Oh, that's cool. As well. So he basically doing as much damage. And the reason why I wanted the elective mode off is because of having that plus the next skill that I put up, which would... Uh, big bad voodoo, um, jungle drum, and basically it's a it's you know base, um, for 30 seconds it's, it's like 20% increased damage and attacks as long as I'm in this kind of circle around where my little shaman guy pops up. Oh yeah, I remember seeing a video of that. And uh, I was telling everybody just stand in there because it, it basically gives everybody that buff. Mm -hmm. So all casters um, and anybody fighting, so it was pretty awesome. And then, of course, for my passive, I went with Jungle Fortitude, which reduced damage to me and uh, my summons. And then Zombie Handler, which basically gave me an extra zombie dog, more damage when I blow them up. 
and then uh, pierce the veil. Um, I believe that's just uh, extra damage. I'm okay. trying to remember. But I've I found once I've gone into nightmare, it, that that same build doesn't work very well. Probably not enough survivability, not enough defensive. No. But but you do have plenty of targets to distract the enemies with. Uh yeah, but the zombie dogs really die quickly in uh, nightmare. Oh, do do you know if their health scales or scales with anything? Like your your vitality does. It does, and I know my vitality is not very good. I mean, I only have like twenty four hundred health, and I know that's not very much at all. Yeah, that's yeah, it's I I'm trying to remember where my wizard was when I entered nightmare. But uh so so you got into nightmare. How far how far through nightmare are you now? Uh I'm still in act 1. I mean, basically, I know a lot of people who've been playing a lot have been playing like throughout the day and night and stuff. I really haven't had a chance to do that. So I've only like work like I've been at work then get home and I play for about 2 or 3 hours in a night mm-hmm. and then go to bed. And then, I, just like last night, I decided just not to play at all, because I was a long day at work and just tired. Yeah, but yeah that I'm was me on Wednesday. <laughs> but so, I did fight Zarheim, like, twice now. Took him down. Yeah, he, Zarheim <laughs> killed me um, yesterday. Oh, no! Yeah, but, but then I came back, and I punched him in the face, and he dropped an awesome mace for me. And I was like, yes! It's actually an upgrade for me. Yeah! So take that, there Zarheim. You know. Just kidding. I love you, Zarheim. But uh... oh, I just also want to, um, <laughs> before I, I forget, shout out a couple of other people who joined me along the way. So we had Bachu and Ro on that first day with me, and then uh, Lantonio stopped by for a little bit, saying hello. Mm-hmm. And then Grand Nagus, who uh, is from Germany, he usually plays on the EU, but he joined us on uh, to play for a bit um, for Act Two and Normal with his monk. In, in the Americas, and then uh, just trying to see, joined by Rolo. He helped fight out a bit in Act Three. Uh, just trying to see who else I might have had. Oh, the other thing was, I know people talk about how how much brighter this game is compared to the old Diablo. You know, but my wife's got a good point. She's like, you're talking about comparing games that had what 64-bit color to something that's 16,000 now. Mm-hmm. I mean. The color combinations and everything, yeah. graphics, so much better that it allows it to do that. And even though it was brighter, it was still the the elements of the background of a, if you just like stood there for a few minutes, watched things going on in the background. It's just phenomenal what they've done to make the environment come to life. Not just you know, here it is. You're on a box, and inside this box you have your you know a few monsters here, and you move over to this next box. You know along the, the corridor or whatever you're doing. I mean, it just, the entire thing, like my son and I were really impressed with how you go deeper into the hells and they, they have these huge giants. It oh, reminded me of yeah. Hellraiser. That that area is cool and also kind of disturbing. Yeah, it is. But I mean, it, it, it reminded me of like, a, if people have seen the movie Hellraiser and they've gone, they went into hell, mm-hmm. you know, during that movie. Uh, and like, it's just a, the grossness and just the the death and um, decay of life or what used to be life that exists in there, and it was just amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, it really was breathtaking. Yeah, and, and if anybody really thinks that Diablo three is bright, um, did you ever play Act two and Diablo two? You know, the deserts were pretty darn, yeah. you know, bright. 
<laughs> Look, Ghislaine. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there, uh, I don't know. Diablo 3 is very, very dark, especially in its aesthetic. Uh, oh, there, there, are some, there are some scenes in there that I was like, I probably shouldn't allow my kids to see this if they walk in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so sweet so you got through you got through the game you got got into nightmare um you've been playing your your puke doctor what have you have you ventured into any other any other classes oh yes i i have this problem where i'm a collector and and like if you i go into wow for example and i usually have five to six characters on a realm that their bags are full of things that i'm going to use at some point and then I've even bought guild banks and filled all those guild banks up with things. It's a digital form of hoarding. Oh, yes. I'm terrible uh-huh. at it. A lot of people do it. But I, I do actually use a lot of that stuff because I'm working with the auction house a lot. Like, I'll sell a lot of things, buy a lot of things, and keep trading those things all the time. Um, of course, I'm taking a break from that because I'm playing this off game. But I found that, like, I really have very limited. And, like, I keep looking at items I pick up and I'll have, oh, plus 14 to... Um, experience per kill and I'm like oh I gotta have that and then I realized I'm like I've got eight of those can't mm-hmm. keep them so I ended up leveling I have all five characters now uh, all five classes um, up to at least a level 10 wow yeah I mean that's why like my witch doctor is only 33 or actually just hit 34 tonight but that's because I was playing everything else because I wanted to try to get through some of these things and, and just use the blacksmith to break them down into material rather than throw them away or sell them or anything like that because i mean you know you know how many blue items you get all over the place it's ridiculous i've been vendoring a lot of blues that i've been getting because i just i i haven't really been crafting a whole lot because i i'm i just get so many drops that i just hoard away into my stash and I'm like oh yeah my barbarian will love this and my yeah. monk will love this and and then i yeah, I just I I've accumulated gear like all the way up to level fifty for for my monk, and it's like, yeah, I probably need to start playing my monk a little bit more now. <laughs> that was the problem I was having was like I I actually had a set of like every item that gave you plus something to per kill, so I would equip the character and it have like a plus one hundred and ten mm-hmm. per kill for their experience, you know, with gear up through level ten. And that's why I kept doing that. I was like, okay, I'll just give it to this one, and help, they'll do it. And this one, I'm like, and now I've got all five classes up to level 10. I said, okay, finally I can get rid of all of those and start using new stuff that I grabbed for all my classes from 10 to 20. Would you say that you you took your you took your time with getting through normal? Did, did you enjoy it and savor it? Yeah, I did, because I made it an experience that my son and I could do together. Yeah, like we took basically a week to do it. Um, I completed it, actually I completed it Sunday night and then my son did it on Monday because uh, I think it was Ro who was talking to me about it and suggested, he goes, when you get to be around that level when you're toward the end of the the mode mm-hmm. and uh, he goes, I wouldn't suggest doing it as a group mainly because of the, the buff to health and everything that the final boss gets. It makes those phases last a lot longer oh, and gets kind of get difficult to play um, unless you with you know pe- you know two people that are really really skilled at what they're doing and I'm like I'm still trying to find my way with my class my son was still trying to find his way with his mm-hmm. and, and you know I realized 
I was still holding on to those, you know, bonus to experience and not really having a lot of gear to help do the damage or mitigate the damage. Right. And so we were struggling for like two hours on Sunday trying to kill Diablo. So I waited till everybody went to bed. I said, okay, I'm going to try to do this. I went through Act 4, farmed it like three or four times, got a bunch of gear that was actually pretty decent with a lot of vitality and, and intellect or intelligence. Mm-hmm. And put that on, and I it only I got I wiped once because I wasn't I, like I had just changed around my skill, just turned on the elective mode, and uh, then I went I said okay I'll ran through one one more time picking up some more gear, got used to playing with the new skills, then I went back to the final boss, and, yay got him, one shot, but it's a long fight. You know what I like about this is. Diablo 2, a lot of times, you go in there and you can just smack the hell out of boss. And I'm sure if I had better gear, I could do the same thing now. Mm-hmm. But at this moment of the game, uh, it feels a lot more like, almost like a raid boss. Where you have the environment you have to worry about, because there are things that are happening in each of these major fight, boss fights. With the environment, not just the boss itself. That you have to continually be moving. You know, there's just little gimmicks within the boss that is more than just what you would normally find with a lot of the champion packs. And not only that, but um, you can't run away from a boss encounter. <laughs> you, it's do or die. And it's fun. I, I'm, I'm having a great time with it, and I'm really just enjoying taking my time with it, too. You know, I'm gonna, I'm still going to play this game for quite a while. There's no, you know, I, I'm still excited about it, and I'm just going to keep, you know, keep doing it along the way. Uh, I, I understand, though, what now, after having played it for about two weeks, how there's that that part of the community that, that was really hardcore and they're like, oh my god, I can't believe just, you know, you know, people are just blowing through the entire game so quickly. And then the, how Blizzard trying to go with that model of, let's take somebody and make them a hardcore gamer at some point. Yeah. You know, start them off easy. Because really the normal mode is not, you know, for people who have been playing games for a while, it's not too bad. For somebody who hasn't been playing a game, it's an adequate enough challenge for them and it's not too difficult to grasp of, of concepts, you know, after you sit there and you look at it, read it, of what they're trying to do with it, um, now that Blizzard has updated their game guide, so I would suggest, definitely suggest going to the official Diablo 3 site by Blizzard and taking a look at the game guide, because it, it'll just give you a lot of simple pointers that you would hope that would be like an instruction manual or something, but a little bit more depth than that. Yeah, there, there's there's subtle nuances to the game that uh, that if you don't know about, it it's a game changer. You know, like elective mode, mm-hmm. that is definitely a game changer. Um, and also holding shift, shift is very important in Diablo. <laughs> but uh, and the game guide tells you those things. Yes. I was reading that today because I know they just updated it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, because for a while they um, what what was it they, they the they still had that the blacksmith could socket your equipment and it's like oh oops yeah. we kind of removed that and I was like darn it that would be so awesome because I could take this awesome rare that doesn't have a socket and socket it that would be amazing but hey Put it in there. it'll probably come with the first expansion you know just just like uh, what wasn't it in act 5 Lord, Lord of Destruction when uh, you'd go to the barbarian camp and you could socket a piece of equipment yeah yeah. And it was just that one time you could do it. Yeah, so... yeah. But, oh my goodness. So, Jen, what ha- what have you been up to? 
Oh, I haven't been playing as much as uh, Freja has. Um, <laughs> I just haven't had time. I ended up getting a lot of extra work, like, the day before the D3 release. So I'm kind of, like, you know, limited with how much time I have to, to do stuff. But um, I did try to get in on launch night. Yep. And heard, that was a mess. Yep, heard that audio. <laughs> oh, yeah, the launch night audio that Sean and I uh, recorded. For people that are listening and don't know, Sean's the editor of the show. Makes us sound good. And he's amazing. Um, He's really good at editing. <laughs> he's and really good. He's, he's amazing despite the fact that he doesn't like the wizard. But yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, he's even more amazing now. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's gaining fans and foes all in one shot. Um, anyway, the launch night audio is up if anybody wants to hear kind of, you know, what it was uh, like for me. Um, I got, you know, Error 37 so many times that I decided to go ahead and name my Demon Hunter 37. Figuring if she could get past that, she could defeat anything. So her name is 37. It's all spelled out in words, uh, of course. And um, yeah, so that's there if you want to check it out. Sean had to edit out uh, quite a few swear words on my part because, you know. Oh, don't don't (laughs) you worry. Uh, Us on Mumble launch night, we we were... uh, I'll just say it now. Uh, I was was hoping that the open beta would, um, would have given them the data that they need to extrapolate and expound upon to you know apply it to their their architecture so that it could handle the load because the load on on that night was insane it was yeah it was crazy and i i thought that maybe the open beta you know they just purposely you know constrained the architecture just so that they could see what would happen under heavy heavy load and as much as they could have prepared, you know, possibly they could have prepared a little bit better. But as if anybody, um, I, where, I don't remember where I saw it, but Diablo 3 is the fastest selling PC game of all time right now. It has sold over 6.2 million units, although 1.2 of that does um, is including the you know the uh, the annual pass free copies, but you know that's. That still means five That's million units good. sold, you know. And they all tried. Everybody tried to get online launch night, man. It was just crazy. And you could hear, like, if you listen to the audio, and I know some of you out there have, because somebody left a comment. Um, <laughs> you could hear me like start out going, "Well, that's okay. I knew it'd be kind of busy, you know. I'll get in soon. That'll be all right." To like, you know, questioning, "Are we still beta testing right now?" You know, because yeah. it's not working. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it took you what almost two hours to finally get in pretty close to that yeah yeah it took a really long time and by then i was tired <laughs> and you know it was funny because like sean was trying to get into the game too and we figured one of us maybe would like get in right away you know right didn't happen we got in pretty close to the same time uh one after the other but it took a really long time to get there and so by then i was tired you know and i think mm-hmm. the first night um we didn't. He and I didn't get into a group game the first night because I think we were scared to death that we'd like you know hit some kind of lag or something, and you know based on the amount of people still trying to get into the game. So I got as far as like I think I got the Demon Hunter to level eight or something, and it was like four in the morning. I'm like, okay, I need to stop doing this now. And then the second night, I got on and beat the Skeleton King with the Demon Hunter, and the first person to say congrats was Ro. Oh, hey. Cool. Yeah, he was like, congrats. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I love this battle tag thing. That's so neat, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, and then the next night, or the next time I got on, um, Sean hadn't gotten to the Skeleton King yet. 
So he's like, well, I can help you do that. So we've been playing together since then. And we've been going pretty slowly. <laughs> um, we're still totally in Act 1. I'm at level 15 now and with the Demon Hunter. He's playing a Barbarian, and he's at level 15 too, I think. And I think, yeah, I think we're at the same level. We're not that far. We did beat the Skeleton King. The, uh, you know, you've beat the beta didn't pop up, and it was like, oh no, it's missing something. And that yeah. little thing in the, the, the <laughs> throne pops up, and we're just like, what's that? You know? New content. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. Yeah. yeah, you know, because at that point, you'd be like, all right, you know, hit the portal and go back and start over. You know? Yep, <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah, you know, so anyway, we did that. Um, I think we're at, we're not very far. <laughs> we're still in Act 1, for sure. Fifteen, you're not that far, but um, we're having fun with it, Good. and you know, going over every little thing. And then I started a barbarian because it just looked like so much fun after watching Sean play the barbarian. The barbarian is pretty fun. Yeah, so I've got a female barbarian and an Androzeta, which is how you say Z in Spanish. That's really all it means. And she's at level <laughs> eight, and she just found the crown, I think. So. That's about as far as she got. And I think, you know, launch night and the effects of that must have made me insane because then I went and made a Diablo playlist for everyone. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, songs that kind of were going through my head or that I was kind of vaguely thinking of as I was playing. And you can check that out if you want to. We've got that up on the Shattered Soulstone website. Um, I've got videos for all the songs in there, and you probably don't want to watch them at work because a lot of them are, you know, disturbing like the game, which you'd expect. And, you know, it's just kind of how that went. Um, you know, just stuff that came to mind about, you know, what is... I did, like, one song for each class and one for, like, every level of the game and then, like, a overall thing, I guess. Um, Sean actually made a Spotify playlist really? for it. So if you're on Spotify... Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to it. There's, I think it's called Jen's Diablo 3 Playlist or something like that. And it's got all the tracks that I selected, except um, I included ACDC Highway to Hell, and ACDC is not on Spotify. So he picked like a cover of that mm -hmm. instead. Um, I don't know why ACDC is not on Spotify, but they're not. So um, in any case, if you really honestly did want to listen to the, you know, amusing little Diablo playlist that I made just for fun, you can. <laughs> it's on Spotify. So it's there. So there's that. Um, what else did I do? I think it was earlier today I wrote... Um, I was writing at the start of this show. I was not this episode, but like this show. I was like, oh, I'm going to write like a little piece about all the awesome artwork in the calendar because I have the wall calendar, mm -hmm. you know? And then I kind of like, you know, April hit and the beta hit, and that's kind of all I did. Right. <laughs> you know? So I finally wrote up about, you know, I called it Who Was Ms. April, because it's got, you know, well, obviously, if you take one glance at it, it's the Demon Hunter. So, um, you know, I did a little piece about the artwork and uh, put some more details about the Demon Hunter in there, how you can learn more, um, you know, stuff like that. They actually used that piece of artwork in the... Uh, the Darkness Falls Heroes Rise, where you're making um, banners, customized banners. That was the mm -hmm. artwork they used for the Demon Hunter. So that's kind of cool. Not too much else to say as far as that. I know with the with my little Demon Hunter, I am using double crossbows because I like it, and we'll see how far that gets me. <laughs> and other than that, um, Nevik and I were on Obscure Cast, which is another Dawn Forge show. That's lots of fun. Yeah, and 
We're sorry, Brazier. We didn't mention you because, well, I was drinking and... Uh, he was drinking, yes. Yeah. And I'd never been on the show before. And if I've never been on someone's show, I try to sort of, you know, not try to direct things for them because that's kind of rude, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. But it just came down to timing because, you know, Nevik and I are here in California and it's a little bit easier. Obscure Cast is, you know, a British show. So the timing of it, you have to really balance, you know, and I think Brazier might have been at work. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, they're still angry about this whole New England thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I understand. It's yeah, not a problem. It was, it was fun. <laughs> so about half the show we were talking about Diablo 3. So if anyone wants to go over and check that out, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can go listen to uh, me and Nevik babble with Razorbug and Damarai and Sil. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So be- awesome group. Yeah. So before before I go into what I've been up to, I did want to take a, a moment of silence for one of our brethren out there who has not been able to get into the game. Poor Skolnick. Uh, for whatever reason, he he has a wonderful um, class creator app, but as soon as he tries to launch the game, it crashes. Oh, that's so sad. So if anybody out there has any ideas, he's exhausted a lot of things already. Maybe try to hit him up on Twitter. Um, his Twitter name is at Skolnick Who, and uh, and may- maybe you can get in contact with him with his email or something like that. And you know, I- I'm sure some of our listeners are more technically s- or technical savvy, especially on like a, you know on more of an IT front, because you know. A lot of IT folk tend to be gamers, or at least usually they end up being gamers. So yeah, let us take a moment of silence for our poor, poor friend, Skolnick. Okay, I think that was enough. Um, <laughs> so, so is it uh, Diablo less traveled? Yeah, Diablo less traveled, and unfortunately it really is less traveled. Um, Sorry, Skolnick. Yeah. That's so sad, that's soon. gotta be... That's just rough. I mean, I had um, the beta for WoW crash on me and not ever return. But I was like, okay, that's fine. But, oh, man, I would be completely depressed if that happened to me with the Diablo 3 game. Yeah. So somebody out there, help out our good friend Skolnick. Yeah, I, I exhausted all the poten- potential ideas that I had with him. And I'm like, I know you've probably tried all this because he he's put in over nine hours trying to, trying to get it to work. So. Oh, my God. I think he should be granted a special feat of strength achievement just you know, for going through that. Yeah, and his beta, exactly. th- the beta worked for him, so it's really, really weird. That is weird. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, if anybody has any ideas, get in, get in contact with him, because I want to see him in-game. Uh, but, um, so, what I've been up to... Yes, what have you been up to, Nevek? I've been playing tons and tons of Diablo 3. As my Raptor account will will attest to, uh, I think I've put in over <laughs> 65 hours, 67, 68 Whoa. hours in the past wow. week and a half. That's more than some people work in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not all of that was actual gameplay, you know. I, th- the nice thing about when you're playing solo is you can hit escape and it'll pause the game. So, mm-hmm. because, you know, I do have Lil Deathy running around, and, and uh, oh, speaking of Lil Deathy, he, he ended up on, I, I guess I'll tell this little, this little anecdote. Monday night, before the game launched, I was super excited, you know, I was, I was on pins and needles, and I picked him up, and I was, like, really, you know, overly exuberant, and I was like, hey, Nolan, and, and, and he, 
I, I like picked him out of his high chair and lifted him up over my head and then in came a stray foot talon into my eye and it oh. it actually scratched it scratched the cornea of my eye so that hurt oh, <laughs> oh no. yeah but um we 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 looped it up and that sounds way dirtier than i intended it um but uh <laughs> Oh. And mm. it, <laughs> and I still went out to the midnight launch. You know, I was like scratched eye, be damned. You know, I this is Diablo three. You know, I'm I'm not gonna miss this for anything. So I went out. The trooper. I, I went out to my local GameStop, and there was barely anybody there. I was pretty sad about that, but you know, it's it's to be expected. You know, digital downloads is kind of taking over a little bit, and. It, People in my area, my my neck of the woods, tend not to be too much of you know PC gamers. I mean, there there's some D Diablo and Blizzard fans, but you know not not as many as you know like Call of Duty. But whatever, you know. So um, I ended up getting my collector's edition and got home. I think around twelve sixteen or so, and. I hopped on Mumble and then found out that everybody was having problems. I was like, wow, I really could have, you know, taken my time. If I wanted to get a bite to eat, I could have. Because <laughs> I spent the next hour and 40 minutes or half an hour, hour, 90 minutes, something like that, trying to get in with everybody else and finally got in and uh, and equipped my, uh, my lovely little Tyrael wings that you get from the Collector's Edition. And... Yay. And, uh, yeah, played with, uh, Lantonio and I think T-Knock joined us? I don't remember. Somebody else joined us. It, we were, we had three people going. Maybe four at one point. I think Zesty Clam joined us and, um, somebody else. I can't remember. I, I apologize. That, that was like, you know, 67 hours of gameplay ago. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we went through, we killed the Skeleton King and... Like I said, I, I blinked. I had to pinch myself. I'm like, oh my god, this is actually real now. And we proceeded on. We went out to, like, uh, I think it's, what, the Fields of Misery next? And and at that point, it was, like, almost 4 o'clock. And I'm like, I need to go to bed because I need to take my daughter to school. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to call it a night. So then um, the next day, you know, there server was up and down and it was down more than up it, it seemed like it seemed like I would play for a little bit and then I would go take care of something and then I'd come back you know like in 45 minutes later and then the servers would be down and it's like oh it's like I would just want to play darn you blizzard but uh, you know I I was frustrated but you know I I didn't want to nerd rage too much on it because you know I it's it's Diablo you know lots of people were anticipating it so at, after that day I pretty much ended up playing solo for for the rest of my time mainly because uh, just where I was in the story didn't line up with where everybody else was so you know I was like well you know what I I, I want to experience the story so I kind of rushed through the story not too much I just I wanted to avoid spoilers so I I finished um, I finished act four on Friday? Thursday? I don't remember now. And then I started on Nightmare, and I got through Nightmare this previous Sunday, and now my wizard's now into hell. And, oh my goodness, things hit hard in hell. And there are some really nasty champion packs. 
I haven't encountered the worst of the worst, but um, there are plenty that are bad. Like anything with Vortex and then like Desecrator and Plagued, or, well, like uh, Frozen, Vampiric, and Plagued is a, also a nasty combination. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh wow. I started my. I, I imagine people will be interested in uh, how I'm playing my my wizard. At first, I was. Uh, yeah. I ended up um, going with magic missile with split for a while, and then disintegrate is amazing. Dis disintegrate like quickly became one of my favorite spells. But um, somewhere near the middle of Act Two of Nightmare, I kept dying every single time I would find a champion or unique. And it's just I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't kill him you know I couldn't outlast him and I couldn't run away, so I kept dying and dying and I'm like all right you know what I'm gonna change, I I've been I've been toying with the idea of creating a second wizard to go melee, but you know what I'm gonna change so I went melee with my wizard and so I I hit up the auction house and you know found a bunch of vitality gear and a bunch of regen gear, and I haven't looked back since. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, I love the melee wizard build right now. Basically, I have spectral blades as my main attack, and I ha currently have that ruined with uh, the bleed effect right now. Um, and then I have ray of frost ruined with sleet, uh, sleet storm, storm of sleet, something like that, uh, which turns the the beam of ray of frost into a swirl, and it's an AOE attack, and you know. Since I'm getting oh, okay. I'm getting up into uh, getting up into people's grills, I figured you know that's a great way to do AOE. And then I have uh, I have Diamond Skin, and have that with the which increases its absorb. For a while, I was using the Mirror Rune just because you know reflecting damage back was pretty useful. And I also have uh, Frost Nova Rune to shorten its cooldown because yeah, kind of need that if you're a melee wizard. And then I also have uh, Ice Armor and the um, Magical Blade, which buffs your buffs your weapon, increasing its attack power. Attack power. I really just said attack power. That's a wild term. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it increases your DPS. So, yeah. Oh wow. So and then then my uh, my passives. I was using uh, Cold Blooded, which increases your damage to frozen or chilled enemies. Uh, Blur. And uh, once I hit level 40, I was using Galvanizing Ward because that increases your, your health regen when you have an armor active. And that is so useful. And it doubles the length of it, so you don't have to refresh it as much. So, yeah. So th that's where my wizard is now. My wizard is uh, nearing the end of Hell. Uh, or, I mean, nearing the end of Hell. Nearing the end of Act 1 in Hell. And uh, Antonio jumped into my game earlier tonight. He was like, so, hey... What's your damage at now? I was like, oh, it's at you know, it's, it's at 2,500. He was like, oh, that's pretty good, but uh, it's nothing like my 5,000. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Braggard. My DPS is bigger than your DPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, been I've been having lots of fun. Uh, my wizard is nearing 54, level 54, and. Uh, I haven't had any legendaries drop for me yet. I had one. It's like a really low level one. I think it was Bone Splitter or something. It's a mace. And I used it till like level 17, and then I got blues that were better than that. 
yeah, that's what I've been up to. Oh, and I also uh, started my monk and my barbarian. Um, I think I, I think I fell in love more with my monk than the barbarian. Just, just right off the bat, and just teleporting everywhere is so much fun. <laughs> oh, and um, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to with my monk is those darn treasure pygmies will not outrun me anymore, because I'm having mm -hmm. problems with them, especially in hell. Uh, they run really fast in hell, and Sometimes I can't deal enough damage before they hop in their portal, and that that just sucks. Those little guys love to drag you into like other mobs too. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna yeah. say that. Yeah, rotten little beasties. You know, you go chasing them down. Like the, I'm not as far as you guys. I'm still in Act One, but I find that the uh, the caltrops. I have that yep. that, you know those traps that you drop um, for the demon hunter helps quite a bit. You know, he kind of stands there and looks at you like, wait, what, what? You know, and then you can you know take him out rapid fire or whatever. But um, yeah, he still moves pretty quick then, so I can't even imagine how how much faster he must get. Yeah. And another thing is uh, Frost Nova, or like any stun or freeze effect on enemies in hell don't last very long. So, yeah, I've wow. I've lost I've, I've lost so many treasure pygmies, and it's infuriating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they do have that annoying little giggle right before they portal away with all of their loot. Oh, oh yeah. And one other really really cool thing that I. I that I got invited to go do with uh, one of our listeners, uh, Johnny G from AIE. He invited me to, uh, he was able to finish the Staff of Herding. And um, so yeah, I, I kind of got to go do the secret level. And oh, oh, oh my God, it is amazing. It is so amazing. I, I'm, tr I'm desperately trying to get all the items needed to make my own Staff of Herding because it, yeah, it, you have to do it. That uh, no, that's not Johnny Feisty. Okay. No, 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 it's not no, Johnny no, Feisty. Thinking, no. But oh, cool, Johnny G from AIE. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So did you uh, <laughs> you have fun with the rainbows and? Yes. And the cuddle bears <laughs> and whatever else. Yeah, actually, um, when I got the invite from him, I was like, hold on one second. I ran out and I was like, I, I told my wife, I'm all like, hey, you need to come see this. Because she she likes Diablo. She's she was uh, she was on the fence with uh, having me acquire her a copy of it that night, but uh, mm -hmm. but she, she wasn't quite ready yet. But uh, I, I think I think the secret level sold her on it. <laughs> nice. P Dog and I are in the middle of um, trying to get all the pieces together. Mm -hmm. uh, we found a list on how to do that, so we've been going through together good thing to know is that if you do it in a group um you can each of you pick up the same pieces together oh good so yeah not it doesn't just have to be individually like we've got the first two pieces in act one and each of us like the black mushrooms one of them mm -hmm. and uh we both got the black mushroom same time oh good so yeah but you have to be patient because you're gonna probably have to restart the game several times yeah and on some of them a lot of restarts before you get the uh, random drop that you're looking for. Yeah, too bad it's not as easy as, uh, you know, just going to, uh, you know, burn down Tristram and going to the, uh, the what, the northwest cor corner of it and, you know, clicking on Wirt's corpse and getting his leg. And Yeah, but from what I understand is at least once you have the staff of hurting, you can use it all the time. It, it's not a one-time use. Oh... So you and can go back again and again. Exactly, and you can do it with 
um, in each mode as well. Yeah, I, I'm I scared. I, we, we did it in normal, and <laughs> and Johnny was saying, man, this thing, this place is hard. So I can't imagine what it will be like in hell. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. We are, what, 50-something minutes into our show. <laughs> yeah. If there's anybody from AIE listening, I am in the AIE guild now. I have been since, like, February. Oh and yes, so can, that's right. Yeah, you guys, you guys can find me uh, on Brazio or Paiute. Yep, over on the Skojo server. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's a great group of people over there, and uh, so you know, go ahead, look me up. I'm around. But uh, yeah. Obviously, you're going to be in Diablo a little bit more, right? Yeah, I definitely. I, I don't. I haven't been in a while. I think I've been in a while one day <laughs> since then. <laughs> just because I, I felt like it, but yeah, Diablo three has just been so much fun. Yes, and and getting together with groups of people running around doing this—it's just even more fun um, than I remember playing Diablo. Because for me, when I was younger, it was like Diablo and Diablo two were more of a very solitary single-player experience. Mm -hmm. At least the way that I played them, like with mods and things of that sort. Never got really into playing multi multiplayer, but. You know, just this last two weeks, just jumping in with different people here and there. You know, the way that I am as a person, if I am, like, focused on doing something, like, right now, like, we're trying to get those pieces for the uh, Staff of Hurting, you know, and if I'm in there with P-Dog, well, that's what we're looking for, and I'm, you know, I, I've got to talk with people and stuff, whispers and all that, it's just that I'm still focused on that, so I'm not going to be like, okay, everybody come on in. Yeah, because you'll, you'll get to the area where it could spawn and it isn't there, and you'll be like, all right leave game and reset your quest oh exactly that's a good thing for us to point out um, if any anybody uh, happened you know you, you join it you join a friends game th maybe they're a little bit further than you and you want to go back and experience you know the part that you missed from the time from where you left off to the point where you joined in with the other game you can change your active quest at, before you jump into any game and that will set you right at that checkpoint I mean, it will reset everything up to, like, anything after that checkpoint until you get to the very next checkpoint will be reset. So that's just something to keep in mind. Also, sometimes, occasionally, there's a little bug where you might have to redo it multiple times because for whatever reason, it doesn't save it. But then maybe later in the day, it does. But I don't know. Just, just saying. <laughs> that didn't happen to me at all. I didn't have to kill the, the Skeleton King three times in hell. <laughs> but yeah so um, before we go into emails I think now would be a fantastic time to remind our listeners that we are sponsored by Audible you can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to sign up for your month trial wow I almost said 15 days and it hasn't been 15 days in a while um, mm -hmm. and you can use your free credit because you're going to get one credit with your trial and I highly, highly suggest that you download uh, or use your credit to get Nate Kenyon's book, The Order, uh, D Diablo Three: The Order, and that just that way, that way the fo fine folks over there at Audible realize that Diablo is pretty popular and that they really need to get on it to get those other books out there, which they may already be in the process of doing, but hopefully, I hope. But um, yeah, do that. Download Nate Kenyon's book. I still haven't had the time to listen to it, but um, 
from what Jen and Bridget have both told me, it's an amazing book. Oh, and Mentors, of course. So, yeah. Papa Kangaroo. It is well worth it. Yeah. So, oh, and with your free trial, you also do get digital editions of the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Just, you know, pretty cool. And mm -hmm. after your free trial, it is only fourteen ninety-five per month to continue your subs your subscription, and you will get one credit per month. So hopefully, um, hopefully they'll get another Diablo book out there uh, for the you know after all of us who finally signed up with Audible, you know, like myself. Hopefully they'll have another Diablo book ready to go next month, and I'll be like, all right, cool, I'll keep my subscription going. But uh, yeah. But if not, there's like a a hundred thousand different titles yep. mm -hmm. in there, so you're you're bound to find something. Yeah, you know, there's Wolfheart and uh, is Storm Rage on there? I don't know if Storm Rage is on there. Is it Twilight or the Aspects? Sure. No. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I know, I know, uh, there's like, more than I'm, one. I know Wolfheart's on yeah, there. Yeah, it's Wolfheart, and I know there's another WoW book, but anyways, you know, some of our listeners do play WoW. Um, right. So, all right. Oh, my goodness. We have so much email to get through. And we're really happy that we have so much email to get through because it's awesome. You guys are awesome sending us stuff. Great community. Yeah, I've, I have had the opportunity to group with, with some of our listeners and, and also just some, you know, random listeners have, uh, you know, been sending me friend requests and uh, obviously I accept them because, you know, I'm not going to turn away any of our listeners. I've been doing that too. I've been getting when I go on, I have a couple more um, battle tag friend requests, and sometimes I recognize the name, and sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people leave me little notes, like someone left me a note, and I can't remember whose name it's attached to. But someone left me a note that said that they they got my battle tag from uh, all things Azeroth because mm -hmm. I had my address read that off, you know. So that's cool. I've been accepting absolutely everybody, and you know, feel free to say hi, anybody, anytime. Yeah, it's been it's been fun being able to talk to people, you know, in game. It's pretty cool. I really really love the battle tag system. I really wish real ID was battle tags, you know, to begin with, but hey, we have battle tags now. That's all that matters. So, we have an email from Lunar Fisher. I will take this one. Lunar Fisher says, "Hi Soul Stoners. Happy first week of playing Diablo 3. Love your show. Keep it up." I just want to share with my fellow D3 gamers a story of me, my girlfriend, and Diablo. Ooh, this could be interesting. <laughs> in the long like years moving of... up the eye. <laughs> in the long years of playing Diablo 2 and waiting desperately for Diablo 3, I had never personally known any female Diablo fans. Most of us wish our spouses are also our best friends. I have had a hard time envisioning my best friend being indifferent to Diablo, let alone hating it. I am sure I am not alone here when I say I secretly wished I could end up with a girl who enjoys killing Diablo over and over again with me. Yeah, you're not alone in that, Lunar. Thankfully, my wife is, you know, will be playing Diablo at some point in the very near future because of the secret level. But anyways, <laughs> Lunar Fisher continues... As I grew up and priorities shifted, I had given up interest in, in quotes, interest in Diablo as a dating criterion. Probably, probably for the best there. It's okay. Long story short, my girlfriend and I moved in together in February of 2012. Congrats. Absolutely. Throughout our dating history, we, had, we have never talked much about gaming. 
As May 15 approached, like a lot of guys out there, I was agonizing over how to broach the subject of Diablo to my girlfriend. How do I explain the long hours of disappearance into my home office? Will she see, see me playing Diablo as childish and irresponsible? So after a nice romantic dinner, this guy's pretty smooth so far. <laughs> he is uh-huh. good. <laughs> good plan. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. I finally popped the question. Babe, there's this game that I've been waiting for for 12 years, and it is coming out next month. I may really get into it. If I ask for some personal space to play the game, are you going to be okay? In shock, she replied, You're not talking about Diablo 3, are you? Totally surprised, I said, You heard of it? Heard of it? I'm a big fan. You can imagine where the conversation went after that. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. That's totally awesome. I know. Yeah. That's, that's kismet right there. Um, came May 15, 2012, after all the Error 37 drama settled down. We sat our computers down together to experience Diablo 3 for the first time together. She started a female monk, and I rolled a barbarian. Hey, two, two awesome classes. I know... These are two melee classes, and they don't complement each other all that much. But I have to say, a martial artist and a brute teaming up, sanctuary side by side with fists, knuckles, and sickles, there is something to be said about that. Indeed. The barbarian jumps right into the center of the mob, stump the er, yeah, stump the hell out of every soulless creature nearby. After a few seconds of mesmerizing slashes, hacks, body explosions, and flying corpses, all that is left is a massacre body count. The monk was dashing in and out of battle like it's nobody's business, dealing AoE damages to waves upon waves of hell spawns. She was so fast, all you could see are Buddhist symbols burning into walls, trees in the ground. The only time she slowed down was when she had to dump large quantities of white items as she fills up her bags with blues. God knows this girl likes her blacksmith, salvaging magic items, and upgrading her artisan skills like she runs the recycling factory in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cool. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Together, we were a combination of force and technique, lethality, and endurance. Everywhere we went, a trial a trail of havoc and death followed. Later, I tried Demon Hunter, who's got two awesome hand crossbows. Yes, I guess so. Oh yeah. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Two hand crossbows. Awesome. Thanks to a certain female monk who bought him these as gifts from the merchant she encountered in the Lost Mine side quest. Nice. It was an even better experience now that we threw range attack into the mix. I used entangled shots to slow everybody down. The monks swooshed through lines of enemies, killing many and wounding more. I finished dying hordes off with rapid fire. It is like a symphony of obliteration, harmonious and traumatic all at the same time. Man, this guy's a poet. He's a really good writer, yeah. I'm liking the turns of phrase in here. And so he finishes, This morning she rolled a wizard all by herself and asked me to come home quickly after work so we can continue our journey to seek Diablo. Here's to living the dream on nightmare level. Cheers. Signed, G. And uh, his battle tag, I need to add this to the website, is, uh, he sent it in the email, so I'm, I'm sure he wants this published, is Lunar Fisher number 1929. So... That's amazing. That that is an awesome story. And there are women out there that play Diablo, really. 
There are. I know that there's probably more guys, but there are girl gamers. You just have to find them. Well, they're gamers, but they just happen to be girls. They're not girl gamers, so to say. Well, yeah, but going with his story, it would have to be a girl, you know? Yeah, well, you know, they, they're, there's a little bit of, you know, um, negative connotation to the term, ga you know, girl gamer, so... Yeah, but, you know, whatever, I don't... <laughs> I get the idea. I have heard it said that people go, oh, you know, it's a girl gamer, meaning she's not as adept and she's not going to know what she's doing as well. I've heard it phrased that way, but, I mean, realistically, we're talking about girls who play games, girl gamer. I mean, it, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think it's necessarily an insult on its own. It depends on the context. So, Brasia. That was awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's a great story. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Lunar Fisher are just going to be ripping up Diablo. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, he, he needs to get his, his girlfriend to write into the show now as well. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. So, Brasia, we have an email from Floyd Man. Well, Mr. Floyd man. What's up, Soul Stoners? I have to say, <laughs> you guys nice. rock. When searching around the net for additional Blizzard-related podcasts, I came across All Things Azeroth and got hooked. Hey, another great show. Another great show. Mm -hmm. They would always drop a shout-out to this thing called the Shattered Soulstone podcast, and I recognized that from my Diablo 2 days. After a while, I figured... Hey, why not give it a try? But you guys were months into your podcast and I didn't want to start mid-run. So yes, I started all the way back to episode one and worked my way through them. God bless you. <laughs> all <Wow>. of them. <laughs> Boy, did that take a while, but it was totally worth it. Yeah, we feel that way too. It's totally worth it. Yep. Um, you guys are fun, witty personalities and make for a great show. Well, thanks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we try. We I have totally fun. appreciate. Oh, sorry. What was that, Neff? Oh, I was just saying we we have a lot of fun, in, as as is evidenced by every episode that we do. So, sure, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, um, I Floydman goes on to say I totally appreciated the approach you guys took. Instead of the in-your-face news report style, this was more of a let's kick back, drink some beer, and just geek out over all things Diablo. I love your cast. I'm locked in for the lifetime subscription. Ha <laughs> ha Free. <laughs> yep. Uh, and we'll give you your money back, too, for that. Yeah. Money back guarantee. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> but seriously, I am finally caught up now and will eagerly await the, each new episode. Antonio is a great addition to the crew, complimenting the three of you nicely. I'd love to hear more of them. I have uh, loved your interview so far. Please keep it up, especially the interview for The Order. Now that was a podcast. I'm going to strongly consider getting into Audible for a subscription just because they ha now have Diablo books. Tell them that. Anywho, last night was my first night into Diablo 3 game. After waiting so long, like the rest of us. In just under 3 hours, I leveled up to 11 with my witch doctor. Sorry, Bridger, no puke doctor yet. And I stress, yet. Oh. But when I went, <laughs> but when I went with the uh, witch doctor, mainly because it was the most different of all the classes. I will uh, get into the barb and the wizard as soon as possible, Nevik. Oh, thank you, God! Thank goodness! <laughs> and I'm saving the monk and demon hunter, Jen, for solo play only for when my friends' interests start to wane, and I'm looking for some fun solo play. 
You're gonna love the Demon Hunter. Rapid fire. Sure. Double crossbows and rapid fire. It's like little machine guns. Rocks. Totally rocks. I'll just take your word for that on that. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, before I wrap this up, I heard on the web today that Method, a top WoW raiding guild, is rushing uh, Diablo 3 to be the first world, the world first in uh, Inferno level. Last I heard, they're like through Act 1 or 2 of Inferno as of this morning, which I think was last week. What are you guys thought about this? And also, how long do each of you Soul Stoners think it'll take you to beat Inferno? <laughs> Take care and keep busting up them baddies. Floyd Man. Thanks, Floyd Man. I... Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was really good, yeah. We really appreciate you going back and listening to all of our I shows. Know. Holy cow. That's dedication. We like that. Yeah, there, it's, that's a lot of us in your ear hole. But, uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, about Inferno and Method, yeah. I, I know... I, I, I don't know how many of our listeners already know that uh, Inferno um, has already been defeated. Uh, Final boss in Inferno um, already defeated. But uh, a lot of people don't realize that you know these this group with Method they they had people helping them out the entire way. They had people farming content and you know getting the best ro- uh, rolled rares and in you know stuff and they would just pass them that gear because gear is town to mount uh, ter- uh, no, paramount to success that's what, that's what I meant to say one of them yeah was something like that yeah whatever um, <laughs> but yeah they they've already they already got through inferno but um blizzard did say that you know the greatest challenge wasn't the bosses themselves but the champion and unique packs uh, and yeah i agree there there are definitely some combinations of affixes that suck. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, I think they were... Um, uh, I think the tactic that they were using to get to burn through the game so fast was like uh, stunning and running. Or, you know, like basically crowd controlling and not trying to kill anything. Because they had people farming gear for them. So they didn't, uh... they didn't need to farm the gear themselves. So they were just running through as fast as they could to get to the, to, you know, to get to that last waypoint. So that way, you know, once people farmed, you know, adequate enough gear for them to tackle, you know, Diablo and Inferno, they could do it. And so, you know, once you know the mechanics, it's not too hard to tackle them. You know, mm-hmm. I obviously there's. There were still plenty of like one-shot kills, and then they would have to, you know, two people or two people would distract the boss while the third would go resurrect that player. By the way, you can do that if if you die and you're in a multiplayer game, you could revive or you could just let your friends revive you, and there's an achievement for that. There is, mm-hmm. yeah. There's an achievement for doing it. I think once there's an achievement for reviving one of every class, and then there's an achievement for reviving like 25 players or something like that. I might have the number wrong. So, you do want to, you know, help out your friends and revive them. Yep. And then uh, there was also somebody else. I can't remember the name of the player right now, um, who did uh, Diablo in Inferno solo, and that, that's actually pretty impressive. But. Mm. Not quite as impressive as the guys who killed Diablo in Hell Difficulty Hardcore Mode. <laughs> now that's impressive. 
Mm. Wow. Yeah, and all of this, you know, in like the first week and a half of the game being launched. Yeah. So what are they going to do now? You know. Well, there's, you know, you, you keep running the content, hoping for the the perfect drop. You know, because everything is randomized. The, well, I get that. I understand that when you finish the game, it's not, you know, you're done. Um, <laughs> and I guess people who might be new to us might, you know, might think so. But um, if you're, you know, the guy that had people farming stuff for you, you know, you're in method and that was your goal. You're going to get there first, you know, that kind of thing. You got there. What are you going to do now? You know, like what's fun for you now if that was like the most exciting thing for you in the game? Yeah, that's a good question. Don't know. But it doesn't surprise me that um, some top WoW guilds would try to do this. Anyways, I mean, yeah. most likely most of those players in those top guilds might have the um, subscription, uh, the annual pass anyways, and so they might have gotten the game for free, or they were planning on it because they used to play, like us, they used to play Diablo, and they just, you know, they switched to WoW for a while, and oh, hey, Diablo 3's coming out, let's try and do that, see if we can be the first to take down this game because they're competitive to begin with otherwise you wouldn't be a top rating guild in the world if you weren't right you'd, yeah you'd have to be that'd have to be like the fun thing for you oh wait i just i just figured it out what they're gonna do now is sleep and bathe. <laughs> oh there we go yeah <laughs> exactly they're probably gonna take a shower first and then pass out and sleep for a day and and then probably go back to work and how about each and of us? And tell everybody that they, you know, beat the game and all that. <laughs> <laughs> how long do you think it's going to take us to beat Inferno? Uh... It's going to take me forever at the rate I'm going right now. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, I, I can... I need my workload to slow down before I'm going to even get close to to that. Well, I can, I can tell you, since I'm the closest to it right now, mm -hmm. I think it's going to take me a lot longer to get through Hell than it took me to get through Nightmare. Uh, just things hit really hard, and uh, it's you know I, I'm doing I'm doing better than I did in Nightmare to begin with, mm -hmm. but um, there there's there's still certain combinations of affixes that like I said really really suck, and sometimes it makes it really hard to escape like the vortex affix that really sucks, especially when they vortex you right back into all the bad stuff on the ground and you're already low on life and then poof you're dead. That's mm -hmm. fun, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. Probably two, uh, maybe two months. You know, I I don't have as much time to play as I did because I took a week off from work. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people did that. Took a week off and got as far as they could. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I don't know, but uh, rest assured, Floydman, you will hear updates from us. With, with every episode, so, you know. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. We'll get there at some point. Yeah, I don't know Eventually. when am I ever going to do it. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, yeah, I, I do plan on getting up into Inferno at some point, but I think I'm just more or less enjoying the, the, the social aspect of it more than trying to make an end game out of it and finish it up. It's probably going to end up being, I mean, I, if, I don't know, six months, a year for me before I'm doing it but that's probably because I'm gonna be playing all the different classes when instead of focusing on one and trying to burn through everything with one uh, hero 
plus, you know, I mean, I'll probably be jumping in and out of other games if I see any that I like. But uh, I doubt that, <laughs> knowing me. But, I mean, yeah. And then the summer's coming, and I've got the kids at home during the summer. So that's going to be uh, less time than I would during the winter. So I, I'm going to say six months to a year, then you'll find me in Inferno, and I'll do something with it. Besides, who knows, I might try a few hardcore characters, too, in the meantime, which will distract me from getting new Inferno, too. That's true. Every other thing you put in front of it would do that. Yeah. I don't know about the hardcore. Yeah. I, just just with the uh, the few times that, like, I'll, I'll, like, just look at a monster the wrong way and then realize, oh my goodness, that's an awful combination. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I could take that. I, I, might, I might do it just to see how far I can get, but, um, yeah, I don't know. So, um, yeah, we, we, we really need to keep moving. Jen? We've got an email from MacGyver, and he says, Hey, SSS crew, Nevik, Brazia, and Jen. Well, we are finally here. D3 is out, and I'm in, and all I can say is woo-hoo! I think <laughs> that's how you pronounced it. It's a lot of W's and O's. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say that's how you pronounce it. He goes on to say, The story, the gameplay, the visuals, all fantastic. But most of all, the sound. I could highly recommend to any other listeners, get yourself a good set of closed earphone, ear, ear headphones that really let the stereo and bass come right through. Footsteps through towns with dark, foreboding music played in the background. The twang of arrows, the fizz and crackle of spells, deep thrumming portals and otherworldly groans and screams from Hell's minions. The thudding, cracking, and burning of my enemies. The rattle and shink of my weapons as they cleave my foes. The incidental foley art, like the bookcases, chandeliers, and barrels exploding. All of it serves to completely immerse me in the world of Sanctuary, and I am loving it. My demon hunter, woohoo, demon hunters! Um, he says, my demon hunter, MacGyver, which is spelled different from... Uh, MacGyver's name, slightly. It took me a minute to figure out how to pronounce that. Very clever. Um, is currently halfway through Act 1, as I'm a complete exploration junkie, and I'm happy to wait and see the rest of the story. As I was always a hardcore soloer in Diablo, I'll be experiencing the game single player for the time being, but eventually will be opening myself up to the world. As I'm located in the Asia Pack region, I haven't been getting the connection I haven't been getting the connection issues that many other folks have been getting, as I am logging on at non-peak times. Although launch day, due to some unknown issue with my pre-launch, pre-download of the game files, I was unable to install, requiring me to get the installer and run through the download process all over again. Frustrating, as I only have a limited bandwidth connection, but aside from this hiccup, I can definitely say I'm hooked. And one request to Blizzard. Do you think you could push server maintenance back from 5 a.m. PST to, say, 7 or 8 a.m. PST? Unfortunately, that time means the servers are down at 10 p.m. for maintenance, which means that just when I'm ready to really get in, I only have about half an hour of playtime before an enforced cutoff. Not fun. Yeah. Sorry for the wall of text, so until next time, take care. May your splody barrels be filled with rivers of gold and TWP. And that is from MacGyver. Thank you, MacGyver. Thank you. Yeah. And actually, um, MacGyver, if you, um, how how has your uh, latency been with the game? If if you want to let us know after, let us know how the game plays over over there on the in the in the 
Outback. I, I don't know. I was about to come up with something really funny, but <laughs> uh, it's getting late. And poor Brazier, yeah. it's even later for him. But, um, yeah. Oh, no, I, it's early in the morning now. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> oh, no. We can go all day. <laughs> Yay. But, uh, yeah, I, I've i been talking with Tenok, and he said it's not too bad. Um, he, us- he was getting usually about 200-plus pings, so it's not great, but it's not terrible. But, uh, yeah, let's let's keep the show moving. Uh, we have an email from our good friend Amatos, and I will take that one. Di- Diablo 3 is very Diablo 2, with a few things thrown in. That's not a bad thing, necessarily. It's just glaringly evident every time I play it, which has been every day since launch. Well, that's, you know, that at least they're doing something good there. <laughs> the achievement system makes this go around much more enjoyable and gives the game greater replayability. I wasn't going to play softcore mode since I'm not willing to link my financial accounts over the internet in order to util- utilize the real money auction house, but the achievement system has made me reconsider. I don't want to lose my hardcore character to some silly achievement, and that is where softcore comes in. I do have a problem with the bosses, however. I find all the bosses rather easy, but end up running for my life when I run into a vampiric-plagued molten mini-boss. This clearly breaks canon. Think about it. How can I fear for my hardcore character's life up against a mini-boss and yet punch Diablo in the mouth? quotation or in parentheses punching diablo is an achievement by the way another thing i take issue with is the item system to me a rare item is extremely difficult to find legendary is tenfold and yet i find rare items left and right and i have one friend who has found a legendary which has lousy stats i wasn't there for the launch of d2 but i hear it was plagued with similar issues you think in the supposed eight years they spent developing the game they would have item values configured. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy the game, but it has a ways to go. And since Guild Wars 2 is coming out this year, I'm not sure they will get things figured out in time for me to care anymore. To put it bluntly, I'm furious about the imbalance, and there is no reason for this since they had months and months of so-called beta, and still it's a good six or seven patches away from what it should have been by May 15th. Signed, Amatos. So, first I was like, oh, sweet, he's playing every day, and then it sounds like he's still a little bitter. He's not happy with it, yeah. Oh, he's, he's still not. playing, though, every day, because I was talking with him last night, and he wanted to make sure that we got the email. Um, but he had a hardcore player uh, character that just died at level 47. Oh, oh. ouch, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he likes playing the hardcore, because it kind of, for the most part, you got to keep yourself on your toes, and... You know, it gives you more of a sense of accomplishment when you get through those, I guess, you know, um, each quest that you go through or the boss that you go through. And something he's saying, what he's saying in this letter to us uh, is something I've seen from a few people out on the forum where, you know, they've complained about um, legendary items really not being legendary. Uh, they're like, I mean, I even mentioned I got one that was like a level 15, but it was easily replaced by a blue in a level 17. I mean, I would think it'd be a little better, but it really wasn't. Yeah. I was listening to, um, uh, I was listening to the Diablo cast with Flux, mm-hmm. and I haven't personally, you know, experienced this yet, because I haven't had a legendary drop for me, but, um, 
I can definitely share the sentiment that legendary items should be better. They mm -hmm. should be better. I mean, they're, I, they're legendary. They really should be better than rares. And not only that, but um, evidently blue weapons are by far better than rare weapons, at least in the if you get a perfectly rolled blue, because the damage is just insane compared to what a rare might get. So it's kind of sad in some aspects. That, but Amatos did allude to the point that there were issues of this in Diablo 2, and, and Flux did mention that in, the, in, his, in his podcast, that uh, Diablo 2 had similar problems in the beginning, that the itemization wasn't that great. And I think it was also Flux that mentioned that the itemization in Diablo 3's lifespan, uh, in terms of the development cycle, it really came in the last few months when they really started to itemize the game. So, yeah, they should have been working on it sooner. But I think they—I think it was, you know, a lower priority than making sure that all the game mechanics actually worked. And you know, itemization can be fixed, you know, in patches. So, exactly. I mean, I, we're going to see that in the next, in the coming months. We're going to see patches coming, and that's one of the good reasons why it's all online. Mm -hmm. is that they can easily patch the game and update things like this, uh, as well as put in the arenas that they eventually want to for PvP, and maybe ch a few more features. Maybe they do want to update the uh, chat or the um, the friend interface, that uh, social interfaces that we have. Yes, please. please I I'm please, hoping please. they will. That'd be helpful. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you, you, you can argue they should have done this, and, but... I still think they delivered. I, I think they delivered a solid experience with uh, mm -hmm. Diablo three, and uh, um, a, as you know, time passes and you know we can ease up a little bit on the spoilers. You know, we we can go into some more in depth discussion, especially as Jen you know gets through the game, so that way we don't spoil things for her. Um, <laughs> oh, you may not want to wait for me, depending on how much time I have. Yeah. Um, I'm more, you know, like, I really, personally, I'm not concerned about spoilers. If I hear about something before I actually get to it, or, like, if, you know, I hear about something in a book before I read it, or in a movie before I see it, I'm okay with that, because it's, you know, it's kind of like, you get the main concept, but you don't get all of the, you know, all the stuff leading up to it, you know? I'm still going to enjoy it, it's fine, but I don't want to have one of our listeners who's been all of this time, all the way through the beta, trying very hard to not have any spoilers to accidentally hear something. Right. Exactly. You know, that we mentioned casually, thinking everyone's heard this. You know, I don't want that to happen to them. Yeah, because you know, not not everybody is going to be playing at the same speed. You know, some some people are playing every single class, and you know, going through methodically. You know, taking their time. You know, really, really enjoying the game. And you know, they may still be in Act One, but they have every single character at the end at the end of Act One. You know, it, it's going to take them some time to get through the game. And man, that man. I wonder if they've just like buried, you know, buried all their electronics and, and other social media devices, you know, because they don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> It'd be difficult. It'd be very difficult. But if they've achieved that, if they've gotten this far and they haven't heard any spoilers, you know, I don't want to ruin it for yeah. them just because you casually mentioned something. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything either. So we're, we're going to wait a while before we really go into depth about, you know, each act, you know, our opinions on everything. And, uh, you know, because I definitely have some opinions on, on the game. Most of, I, I would say 
90 93% and I just pulled that out of the air so um <laughs> 93% of it is positive you know so oh yeah you know they say that like 63% of all statistics are made yeah. up so. oh yeah there we go there we go oh I'm sorry I'm gonna have to give you one spoiler though at the end of Titanic the ship sinks <laughs> Oh no, really? Yeah, so... You mean Titanic was real? <laughs> Have you heard that on the internet? There's a lot of people that did not know that the movie Titanic was based on, like, historical Oh books. my goodness. That's... Yeah. Well... Yeah. <sighs> that's anyway, just the age that we on. live in. <laughs> so, Brejo, we got a we got a comment on the uh, launch night blog post. Oh, right. Uh, from Samuel Ma. Hi guys, just heard your Diablo 3 launch night show. I started following your podcast one week before Diablo 3 launch, and I'm loving it. Congratulations. I also tried a gazillion times to log in with my friend before giving up and going to bed after about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, We agreed on on waking up at 5 a.m. When I woke up at 5 a.m. and logged in with no problems at all, he was already starting Act (laughs) 2. He didn't wait. (laughs) No. Uh, some tips for you that may be helpful someday, uh, just for anybody in general. Instead of rewriting the password, try copying it from the notepad and pasting it into Diablo. Just uh, that way, few, uh, fewer keystrokes. Yeah. And then character names are not unique, so uh, you're identified in Diablo 3 through your battle tag. And I know what he's referring to in the uh, launch audio. So I know he really listened closely, which I really appreciate. Um, I know I mentioned a few times that I didn't know if I'd be able to type in my password correctly all these Mm -hmm. times. And clearly I could have just copied it and pasted it. So that would have been smarter um, (laughs) to know. And as far as character names are not unique, there was a point during it where I was like, okay, I'm naming my Demon Hunter 37 and nobody else better get to that before me because I'm just greatly amused by it. Um, (laughs) So, you know... um, so what he's saying is that you're identified through your battle tag, and that makes total sense to me now, because I know when you jump into a group game, it'll say your whatever your battle tag name is, but not the numbers, right. mm-hmm. you know, above your character's head. So it doesn't matter what you named your character, nobody else is really going to necessarily see that. And also, after, you know, I got into the game, finally, you know, the second time I came back, I noticed that the game had rolled three Demon Hunters for me, and it named them all 37, the same name. Only so three? <laughs> that's how I... Yeah, only three. I didn't end up with, you know, a whole, you know, posse of wizards like yeah. you did. <laughs> but, yeah, all yeah. ten character but that's slots how I were learned. level one wizards. Well, except for the one that I actually played, which was the last one on the list, but... I had I had nine level one wizards named Malnevicent. So. Yeah, so that's how I learned that you know the character names are not unique because it clearly generated it that way. And I know like World of Warcraft, you wouldn't have had that because the character names are very you know unique. I guess um, you can't name your character something that someone else has on the same server. But with D three, you know, you can. Yep. So it's good advice. It's good to know. It's things I did not know on launch night. Yeah. So thank you, Samuel Ma. You really listened intently. I appreciate that. I'm sorry. I got this image in my head when you just said that you had three um, demon hunters named 37. Like they're mm-hmm. all part of the Borg. One of 37. I was two thinking of that 37, too. And three of 37. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Exactly. Especially with this game. Yeah, it does kind of feel that way. It did. I should have. I didn't keep them because you know I didn't need two level ones. 
of the same character that I'd already gotten to level, I think, eight at that point. But um, <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I kind of, I kind of thought that it would sound kind of boring, but I didn't know if anyone would pick up on that. So that's yeah. cool. And also, brownie points to anybody who uh, who understands where Malnevisent, you know, what it's an homage to. And you know what, Brisha? We never asked you what your puke doctor was named, or did we? Or did you mention it? Oh no, I made it real simple. It's Brasia. Oh, that's a good way to yeah. go. <laughs> kind of boring. Kind of boring. Nice and boring. <laughs> well, you know, it works. Nope, but I had I had my five-year-old name my monk. He named him Bowser. Bowser. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's been playing Mario Super Sluggers a lot, so yeah. he's loving that. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, gotta love little gamers. My female characters are one's Amy, one's Amelia. So. And then uh, my wife has, I don't know, it's completely different. It has to do with WoW, so never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was, she wanted to call a panda, panda mamium. <laughs> oh, I get the layer. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, but, terrible. But, but anyway, um, we're not talking about unicorns and rainbows and pandas today, so moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we, other than the fantastic emails that, that we received. We also got two audios. Um, wow. Yeah. This is a long show, folks. But, uh, hey, you know what? Diablo 3 launched, so, hey, cut us some slack. Yeah. Um, our first audio came in from Papa Kangaroo himself, Medros, and he, uh, we, we had to listen to it, and he basically recorded his experience going through development hell. And what is development hell? Well, you're going to have to listen to the audio to to find out. So we will insert that here for you to listen to. Hey, guys, it's Medros here, and I'm coming to you live from development hell, literally, in Diablo 3, development hell. So for those who are wondering how to get to development hell, you have to go there on nightmare mode. You have to get the quest for a shattered crown and then the defiled crypts. There are four separate possible spawn locations. If you have development hell spawn on your attempt, the fourth one that usually would be empty will have development hell. Now, I heard about this through Twitter and all the social media stuff, but I'm told that all the mobs in here will be, you know, NPCs and stuff named after, well, Diablo 3 developers. For instance, the one that my Templar is really going after right now is Jay McGuire, producer. And he's dead. They're fairly easy mobs. The uh, the boss of the dungeon, of course, everybody can guess who that is, because there's an achievement for it, actually. And if you follow me on, on Battle.net, you'll you'll see what my achievement is right away. Uh, the one I'm looking at now is Michael Johnson, senior sound designer. And uh, they are all... Uh, all Zombies, uh, much like you'd find in the dungeon. Uh, Wyatt Chang now, uh, senior technical game designer, is in front of me. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, now we have Kevin Griffith, 3D artist. There's uh, there's a lot of different mobs here. Um, let me just uh, do some highlighting here so you guys can see kind of what it looks like. And I'll be sending these into you guys as well. So we've got Matt Ryan, 3D artist, and... Mike Hirschberg, who is software engineer, and my demon hunter is mowing them down fairly easily, which is nice to see that uh, these guys aren't too hard. Uh, we're going to go uh, kill Michael Johnson here and 
Oh, he got he gave me a super health potion. Nice of him to do that. Uh, now we have, let's see, Chris Giampa, senior sound designer, and Carl Lavoie, a senior level designer. None of these devs are too hard. Michael Nicholson, senior artist, and uh, Norbert Zabo, a lead software engineer, are, uh, are in front of me now. Pretty Falling pretty easily. Uh, I don't know how random or if every dev does appear in here. Um, let's see, we have Jake Sona's level designer now. My uh, rapid fire is mowing them down pretty quickly. Uh, next up we have uh, Russell, Br Ooh, Russell Brower, as the director of audio. Sorry, Russell. Then we have David M. Adams, who is lead level designer. We have Jeff Kang, artist. And uh, Stephen Wong, senior software engineer. And all three of those are dead pretty easily. Ooh, here's a caster. We have uh, Anne Sophie Le Le Lefebvre, uh, software engineer. She's a mother of, uh, well, the spewing ones there. And then Michael Chu, game designer. Oh, and I ding level 35. Thank you, Michael Chu, for that uh, ding. I appreciate that. Then we have Chris Amaral, senior artist. We have Anessa Silzer, associate environmental environment artist. Let's see here. Oh, I killed somebody. I didn't even notice who it was. Now we have Henry Ho, who is a senior software engineer. The other thing I like more about WoW is that you can actually see who you killed and stuff. But uh, we've got Paul Orgeza and... Uh, Julian Lefebvre, senior artist Julian, and uh, Paul is a lead character artist. So, thank you for creating awesome characters. And sorry for killing you. I'm just going to have my Templar there take a break from killing. Make sure there's no loot I missed. And let's see here. We have Chris Alsop, software engineer. Then we have Pat Nagel, senior game designer. Of course, those who play World of Warcraft will recognize that uh, that mix of letters as uh, Nat Pagel from World of Warcraft. Now we have Jeremy Masker, game producer. And we're going to blow him up. We're going to have Sunjay Cho, uh, associate environment artist. Julia Humphreys, senior producer. Johans Thay, artist. Chris or Ken Morse, uh, art, art manager. Making my way to the, the big, big guy. Dave Pendergrast, Senior software engineer, senior server engineer, Sean Riley. Oh, I died. I died trying to tell you guys all these names. Okay, so, oh, I have a skeleton that's actually, uh, just a regular skeleton. Hmm, it's unusual to see here. Oh, because there's a crypt summoner. There we go. So, I'm gonna get, while I've got these up here, I'm going to say Dave Pendergrass, senior software engineer, Zaven Harntian. Uh, assist assistant level designer, uh, Colm Nelson, senior game designer, Keith Landis, senior producer, Sean Riley, senior server engineer. So those are the ones that are around me right now, and the only ones that I can actually get names on. So let me respawn, and go back through here, and catch up where I left off. Oh, and we got Steve Shimizu, lead software engineer. Let's go back where I died there, and try and clear those guys out. Alright, I don't think anybody else has uh, spawned. Oh, that was just a regular Team Guardian that killed me. His, uh, his minions killed me earlier. He's not a named, he's not a, he's not a developer. Elizabeth Cho is who I'm, who I'm facing now. Pro production Game Assistant. 
Again, one of those spewer peoples. I forget their name. The mother... I don't know what I'm... Uh, Neil Wo Wojen, assistant artist. Oh, and he dropped me a rare claymore. So let's see what that claymore is going to give me here. It's rare, 42.4 damage claymore. Oh, 57.5. You know, I wish I could tell my, my Tumblr to stop attacking things. All right, we got Andrew Chambers, senior game designer. I'm going to run here and bring my Templar with me so he doesn't kill any more devs without me being able to say who they are. Clinton Vaught, uh, software engineer. Then we got Paul David, senior artist. Russ Fushi, software engineer. Paul David, Andrew Chambers. Uh, Bobby Coe, who is a associate user experience designer. Andrew Chambers. Alright, said so all those three names so I can kill them. Dennis Crabtree, producer. Uh, Jason Rigier, lead programmer. Richie Morella, 3D artist. Lead technical artist, Julian Love. My main target, which is uh, a fairly important, very well-known guy. You may have known him. You may know him as Jay Wilson. Uh, let's see, we have uh, some artists and animators. There's a lot of people here. Like, pretty much everybody from the credits is in this dungeon. Ooh, Jay Wilson is on my screen. We're just going to run away from him. Because I want to get everybody else in the dungeon first. Sorry, Jay. You can chase me all you want, but I'm bigger than, I'm faster than you, and I, I have a Templar, so... But uh, I did get a screenshot of Jay Wilson. I'll make sure I get more before I actually take him on. Sadly, it seems uh, Jay Wilson's the only one who uh, rates a high-level uh, boss mob in here, but uh, I guess he is the the big wig of the game, so... He's a Nightmare Elite, so uh, it could be a bit difficult, but uh, we shall see. Looks like he did not follow me this far, so a bit, far, bit more to, bit further to go here. So uh, people like Zarhim and Bashiach got characters named after them. This is actually named after Jay Wilson, literally. And there's Jay Wilson again. Jay Wilson, game director. Let's see if I can kill him. Jay caught up to me here while I was trying to screenshot. Come on, Jay. You know you can do it. Ooh, he tried to smash me. That was not very nice, Jay. I support your game. I, I have a podcast about your game that I, on my network, and this is what you do to me. Try to smash me. How rude. Oh, we're going to take you down here. I almost got him, guys. And Jay Wilson is down. And he dropped some gems for me and a page of jewel crafting, some gold, and some pots. So let's go back where he came from and see if there's anybody else down there I need to take care of. But yeah, that Claymore I got is actually pretty good. It should uh, work good for my my Barbarian when I get to him. So I'm just going to finish clearing out all the devs here. I'm not sure why they have a Tomb Guardian that's unnamed. kind of defeats the idea behind the dungeon, but I'll make sure I get all the devs, you know. Oh, there's some devs over there I didn't get. Back up here. John Dvorak. Probably not the uh, John Dvorak that most people in podcasting know, but he's the launch manager of uh, Diablo 3. John Hearman. We have Chris Donaldson, lead exterior environment artist. Chris Ryder, lead prop artist. Rapid fire these two guys out of the way here. 
We got Trent Kanigua, senior concept artist. Jill Harrington, senior technical artist. Nick Chilano, senior animator. Oh, Page of Blacksmithing, thank you. Patrick Stone, senior environment artist. Yeah, there are a ton of mobs in this dungeon. Uh, let's see here. Jay Patel, senior sound software engineer. Dave Ridromovin, senior des sound designer. Andrew Vestal, localization producer. He's the one who makes sure that your games sound good and make sense in your language. Patrick Stone, Dan Hernberg, Matt Sherman, and Joseph Lawrence. Sorry about this. I really, truly am. Ooh, a blue axe. Nice. Alex Mayberry, lead game producer. Bye. Andrea Toyis, casting and voiceover director. Pete Cooper, senior artist. Nate Bowden, environment artist. Ah, oh, two-pack here. We have Jason Bender and Quang Trang. Quang Trang. Quan Quang Trang. Tran. Sorry. Uh, Kevin Martins, Glenn Stafford, and Nick Slow. Glenn Stafford is somebody many people will likely know fairly well. Fairly well-known composer over at Blizzard. We have Nathan Lutzok, associate game producer, who is now dead. And one of those guys dropped a topaz. Uh, Matt Pinpinto, production assistant. I wonder if Rob Pardo's in here or not. I'm guessing, I'm gonna guess probably not. Richard Chu and Chris Haga, both rapid fire to death. Critter Griffin, technical artist. Kevin Griffith, 3D artist. All right, got a pretty big pack here. We have Nick Rivera, software engineer. We have Krista LaPena, assistant sound designer. We have Anthony Rivera, it was. Uh, we have Nick Eberly, Grace Liu, Rachel Larson, and Roger Huston. All right, next up, Brian Fletcher and Rob Martin. Leonard Bayarski, senior world designer. Good job. Great world you made. Thank you. Evan Chen, senior sound designer. Vic Lee, lead concept artist. You'll hear from him if you watch the behind-the-scenes DVD. Valerie Watros, associate writer. Sojin Wong, uh, concept artist. Anybody else? Oh, I believe I've come to the end of the dungeon. The last mob I face is Brian Gidge, user experience designer. So finally, at the end of this dungeon, thank you to all of the developers behind Diablo 3 for making a very fun very exciting and entertaining game. This is Medros from the Cemetery of the Physician in Development Hell, signing out. So, Brasia, Jen, have you, have you, well, maybe not Jen, but Brasia, have you, have you, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <snap. laughs> have, have you run into Development Hell yourself? Uh, no. No? Yeah, neither have I. I. That's the first I'd heard of it. I, there's, there's an achievement for exploring, um, all of all of the acts, and, or hitting all the dungeons in it in an act, and it's one of them for Act One. So I knew it existed, and I heard about it previously. But uh, yeah, I haven't been so lucky. So oh well. I will get there soon, someday. 
yeah so yeah and our second audio is from uh, from this guy named Sean and I think he has a bone to pick with a certain kangaroo um, and you'll you can listen to that now greetings soul stoners Sean here from Dawn Forge and I am recording this message to refute the slanderous claim that was made against me by our own beloved Papa Kangaroo Medros on Soulstone episode 15. During the discussion of runners versus clearers, Medros referred to me as a runner and not a clearer. This was based on the group game that he and Jen and I played during the beta. At that time, I was still pretty new to the game and my character was pretty low level compared to where Jen and Medros were at at the time. And I didn't really know the game mechanics that well. But besides that, and I'm not really sure what it is about when you give a Canadian a big gun, I guess they just get really excited because, you know, they don't really have those. Anyway, Papa Kangaroo was playing a demon hunter, and as I stated earlier, was a much higher level than me. So he had the fancy rapid fire with the big gun. And uh, we were just moving through uh, whatever dungeon we were in, and he would proceed to come into the room and clear everything out. I would get maybe one or two kills. And then there wasn't really anything left for me to do, so again, I was new in the game, didn't really know how things worked, so since um, you know he had cleared everything out I figured well I'll just move on to the next thing and I think that's perhaps where he got this notion that I'm a runner and not a clear and anyone who knows me when it comes to these video games knows that I in fact would not be described as a runner I do like to explore everything and clear everything out and I'm pretty sure that Jen could confirm that so Anyway, I just didn't want my good reputation out in the world to uh, be tainted by the errant words of a Canadian. Thank you. So, yeah, um, it sounded like Sean kind of didn't appreciate the fact that Medris called him a runner. Yeah, well, he explains it pretty well in there, actually, but... Um, I'd have to say, you know, I've been playing most of Diablo 3 with Sean, and he's definitely a clearer. He's always asking me, like, have we finished the whole level? Did we finish the whole dungeon? What did we miss? Let's go back and get that, you know, and definitely. So I think um, he just wanted to clear the record. Yeah. <laughs> as it were. Yeah. So, uh, wow. As, as if we didn't have enough in the show, we received uh, a number of iTunes reviews. Some of these date back all the way back to May 4th, but, uh, you know, we've been busy. <laughs> so, um, Jen, did you want to cover those really quick for us? I can do that. We've got quite a few here. We've got one by Mr. Mystery. And uh, that was on May 4th. He's called it good so far, and he gave us five stars. Mr. Misery says, I like the banter. More stuff on game specifics and strats stats strats, yeah. would be cool. Um, you do a good job at striking a balance between entertainment and technical stuffs. Yes. <laughs> I like uh, Yeah. <laughs> he goes on to say, good luck and keep at it. We got 
Yeah, so cool. We got another one from uh, username DWS77889, who titles this one Great Show and also gave us five stars. And this person wrote, Keep up the good work. Really enjoy the show. Hope to be able to catch up with you on Battle.net. Can't wait until the release of Diablo 3. And this one was sent on May 7th. Um, then we've got another one on May 7th from Chad, who calls us the best Diablo cast on iTunes, which is lovely, and he also gave us five stars. Chad says, as a newbie to the Diablo world, I love how this podcast is a great help without being overwhelming with hardcore players. They get that they get that some of us are only in it for the fun of playing the game and not trying to get to level 60 in a week uh, they, and start farming to sell on the auction house. They have a great rapport. They offer tips, news, and humor, a great listening experience. Overall, this show is my go-to podcast for all things Diablo. That's from Chad. We appreciate that one. And we have another one here from MMO for Life. And MMO for Life wrote this on May 9th, uh, titled this one Great Podcast and gave us five stars. MMO for Life says, really enjoy listening to you guys. Keep up the good work. I put a smiley face at the end. Wow. I'm beside myself. I'm, I'm really happy that people are enjoying what we do, because I enjoy what we do, so. Yes, and thank you for all the great iTunes reviews. Yes, thank you. It's so nice to hear that. It's just so nice to get some feedback from people that are digging what we do. You know, it's always nice, um, especially, you know, we're kind of a new podcast, so it's nice to hear that, you know, that we're doing something right. And yeah, in the future, any of you that write us iTunes reviews, we'll be happy to read them out on the show. And you can also send us an email. I think it's uh, show at shatteredsoulstone.com. Does that yep, sound right? Yeah, I, I kind, I kind I got of missed um, that big red text at the beginning of our email section. Yep. Yeah, so that's where you can send it, and we'll be happy to read it off on the show or play it as the case may be. I don't want to cover a whole lot of news because this is already a pretty long show, but um, there's a few important things that we do need to cover. Um, One, if you are new to Battle.net and, like, you've never played World of Warcraft, um, you may not know how important it is to get an authenticator. What is an authenticator? It is an extra layer of security that will protect your account from just more or less like phishing attempts or more to the point brute force attacks against your password uh basically it will generate a random key uh numbers uh if you have the uh key fob it's a six digit code and if you get the free um free versions on iphone android and i think windows 7 it's an eight digit code and i think did they cut the support for the BlackBerry version? I forget. I think they did. I think they did. But yeah, I cannot recommend enough that you get an authenticator. Authenticate your account. It is incredibly important. Diablo is so popular, the chances of your account getting hacked are actually quite high if you don't authenticate it. And you might you might think, well, why would they want to hack my account? I have nothing of any value. Well, at some point... They will be hacking your account just for the gold that you have. And it doesn't matter how much. They just yeah. want it. And they will trade it to another account that then they will sell on more than likely a third-party site, not using the real money auction house, because they will do this. They will facilitate this through in-game trades. And uh, it's actually pretty darn easy to do that since, uh, since you know, there's not any servers. You know, it's you just select a region to play on, and then you can join anybody's game on that region. So... 
Yeah, so be careful with that. Those of you that are using, you know, you've got an iPhone from your work or you're using a BlackBerry from your work or whatever, you know, an Android device from your work, um, you know, you can put your authenticator on that, but keep in mind that if you change jobs or lose your job, you also lose your authenticator. So you might want to get a key fob if that's what it is. If it's your own personal iPhone, you're a little bit safer with that. Wait, we won't run into the specific steps tonight because uh, I need to duck you know just document it because um, say say you do lose your iPhone and you get a replacement there is a way that you can restore the uh, serial key assigned to that authenticator which helps generate your 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 key you can restore it and also you can also sync authenticators on multiple devices um, like I have an authenticator on my Android phone and also on my iPod touch and they both have the same serial key so I can just use either which you know either or and uh, and it works so yeah but basically it keeps you safe from all the evil people out there that you know want to steal what you've worked for in the game it's basically what it does one other really cool thing that I wanted to just really briefly touch on was uh, our Australian friends um, if they pre-ordered the game the game that's almost bad choice of words if they pre-ordered diablo 3 through game the uh video game retailer out there which went belly up essentially um they pretty much were sol on their pre-orders well blizzard blizzard basically said you know what we don't want any of our australian friends to you know miss out on playing this game so uh they they set up they set up the ability to where if you bought the game digitally or and or physical copy and then you provided them with a copy of your pre-order from game they would they would credit you that you know the the amount of your pre-order into your account so it's better than nothing yeah it's better than nothing so and we'll put links in the show notes with all the details about that so you can check it out yeah and i imagine that um, this credit it would go into your Blizzard wallet. Unfortunately, I don't think it would be something that would be go into your bank account. Well, no. It basically, it's just a credit toward purchasing the game itself. I mean, if you were going to go to a game, the retailer, and purchase the game for purchase Diablo 3 for sixty dollars, you put a ten dollar deposit down on it. Well, all Blizzard is saying is we'll give you the ten dollar credit, and if you pay the rest of it to Blizzard uh, directly, then we'll give you the game, give you Diablo 3, which is actually a really good thing because some people may have either completely already purchased it through game or um, half paid it or whatever it might be. Blizzard's not going to see anything extra out of that. They're basically just allowing um, people to get a chance to get a game that they had already pre-ordered and they, instead of losing that 10 bucks or 25 bucks. You know, and getting angry at Blizzard through the game retailer. Now that they're saying, "Oh, hey, you know, Blizzard actually tried to help me out with this. I kind of like it. Thanks." And that's really what it was. Yeah, it's a measure of goodwill. So good on Blizzard for doing that. And finally, um, the the other important thing. Uh, there have been a few hot fixes. We're not going to go into detail. You know, if if you want to get those hot fixes, you, there's a multitude of websites out there and podcasts that probably will cover it. Um, that's not that's not our focus. Our focus is on our community. So you know, you you can you can find that information. We'll we'll include some links to the more uh, basically Diablo fans is probably one of the best sites if you want news. Um, 
or you know Diablo Inc gamers we'll, we'll include those links in the show notes but uh the real money auction house uh, was delayed at first mainly because of the uh, you know the server problems that they were having and they they tentatively delayed the opening of it to May 29th but they've been having problems with the auction house itself so uh, they've delayed it again this time they don't have an ETA on when they're gonna open up the real money auction house but they did say that it will not be in May so maybe first second week of June at the earliest but um, uh, yeah so yay (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'll just have to wait and see you know they'll get it when they're ready and there's really nothing we can do about that yeah and I think I really need to hurry up because I I, I can hear in Brage's voice he's starting to he's starting to fade on us so oh Oh, no I had my energy drink I'm going (laughs) I'm ready (laughs) all right here we go he's ready to play right through Inferno now so the ah. the final order of business, <laughs> the final order of business that I want to get to is uh, we we have uh, we have a strategy guide to give away, and the way that we're going to do this, and it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be a contest, and it the contest is called Name Nevix Lol Doctor. It was originally Puke Doctor, but somebody went in and changed it. So lol. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to leave it up to, to our listeners to come up with a name for the puke doctor that I, I will eventually create at the at the conclusion of this of this contest. Because, you know, I really can't be bothered to come up with a clever or unique name. Um, this will be a semi-judged contest. Uh, the best or funniest or most appropriate name will win you the Diablo 3 strategy guide. I do want to make this kind of a short contest, so the deadline will be uh, the night of our next recording, which will more than likely be June 8th, um, but June Friday, June 8th will be our cutoff, uh, approximately 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or Daylight Time. It's not Standard Time anymore. So, yeah, so you have until Friday, June 8th to send in. Um, probably Twitter would be your best bet, because, you know, this it's going to be just a name. Yeah, so it'd be it'd fit easily into Twitter, so you can do that at Shattered Stone. And if you want to hashtag it, you could do Nev's Puke Doctor or something like that, um, just to make it even easier for us. Just include Shattered Shattered Stone, um, you know, just direct it to Shattered Stone, and if it's only a name, we'll know what you're talking about. So, and oh, unfortunately, we do have to limit this contest to our not just our North American friends, but our United States friends because it is kind of a heavy strategy guide so it and just the shipping costs yeah, are be... gonna be a little yeah. high but it's it is a really cool strategy guide and you know we have had contests in the past that weren't restricted as such so we'll have other contests in the future too I don't want to spoil anything but we do have more than one to give away but we're only gonna give away one this time we're, we're gonna come up with fun things to do for each one so there you go so be creative, send in send in a name, and you could be the person that names Nev's little witch doctor. Uh, wretched mother. <laughs> so, thank you for listening to episode 16 of the Shattered Soulstone podcast. We are a part of the Dawnforge network. And speaking of Dawnforge, we would like to thank Medros for hosting the show. You can read the show blog or listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulstone.com. You can find us on Twitter. The show account is at Shattered Stone. I am at Nevik James. Brazia is at Brazia Priest. And Jen is 
at Queen of Haiku. We have a presence on Facebook and Google+. But most importantly, we cannot do the show without you, the listener. So send in your contributions, questions, and feedback, and or audio, to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. So until next time, for me, for Jen, and for Brasia, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go loot some more things. I'm gonna, I have to loot all the things. Nev's got a doctor. <laughs> um, it is Friday, May twenty fifth, and I am your host, Nevik, and I'm joined by my two co Joeys in the from the Oh my goodness, let's try that once more. Sorry, Sean. Welcome to Loot. Oh, jeez, what is wrong with me tonight? <laughs> Welcome to Loot Deviants Anonymous, your community... No, damn it. Okay, maybe not the third time. Wow, I'm just full of fail tonight. Audio goes here. Ta-da! <laughs> this has been a presentation of Dawnforge, copyright 2012. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.